0: All right, guys. Welcome into Deep Dive Fantasy Football. Today, I thought I'd try something a little bit new. It's not something I've seen other podcasters do before. And basically, we're gonna do a little bit of a mix between just some fun projections and stat leaders for the NFL, and then give our fantasy take, our spin on it. And once again, I have with me my dad, but I think I'm gonna start calling him Trainwreck because he <laughs> likes he likes to go by that. That's his username from like gaming to fantasy football. So how's it going, train wreck?
1: Good, good, getting ready for uh, July
0: 4th tomorrow. Oh, that's true, that's true. Yes, we are recording this on Friday. This will release for you guys on July 4th. I also, you know, decided to release it on the weekend. I know a lot of places don't have weekend podcasts, so that's something I like to try to do. So we're going to go ahead and get started. We're going to start with our quarterback position. And who do you have as the most pass attempts this season for the NFL?
1: I have Matt Ryan.
0: Matt Ryan. All right, and you want to go ahead and and talk about that? What were some things that you you found when you came to that
1: conclusion? I mean, I I got him down for about 630 pass attempts. Uh, If you go back and look, I think he's like, for the last few years, he's been top three or top four. Yeah, always. And always uh, passing attempts. And uh, that just pushes, you know, how how I feel about Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. And, uh, you know, I, I think, they're gonna have to rely more on that passing game you know once uh, the running game breaks down a little bit and Gurley's (laughs) not uh not doing what they're hoping
0: yeah I I definitely agree with that and you know I'm sure people love to hear that everyone's so high on Calvin Ridley this year a lot of people are expecting him to take that leap into that wide receiver one territory and you know nobody's projecting Julio to have a big decline yet and I I like it I mean he's my actually he's my runner-up I have him at 610 pass attempts so we're pretty much right there on the same page. Who I have for the most pass attempts is Jared Goff. I have him for 633. Last year, he threw the ball 626 times. They have some pieces on the defense that they lost, and they lost Gurley. And yes, they did draft camp Akers. They have Darrell Henderson and Malcolm, Malcolm Brown, but I do think that losing Gurley is going to slightly shift them to a few more passes, not only because of the losses on defense, And, you know, having to play catch up just in general, but also they don't have their their guy, their first rounder, the guy who's been one of the faces of that team for a while. So I think that the Rams are going to pass a lot and it's going to bring you good fantasy options from Tyler Higbee to Robert Woods. And even though usually you have to pick between Higbee and Cup and I lean the Higbee side, but that is a debate for another day. I still am pretty high on Cup two. He's still in my top twenty four. I think there's going to be plenty of good receivers consistent in that offense, and there's going to be some good DFS plays for maybe the Josh Reynolds or Van Jefferson. So that's what we have so far. We got Jared Goff, Matt Ryan, and I do want to say I put this activity on Twitter, and one of the most, um, I guess you would say, not shoe in answers for this part. That I saw was Matt Stafford. A lot of people seem to be buying into Matt Stafford's, you know, eight-game stretch last year, and I think that, you know, it's just it's not something that we've seen from him in terms of efficiency. He might have to throw the ball a lot, but with the addition of DeAndre Swift, I don't think they're gonna have to throw that much. Do you think that Stafford has a chance to be among the top passers in the league?
1: I mean, yeah, it's definitely possible, but uh, but I I actually don't wouldn't even have him in my top three or four really so um I actually my runner-up would be Carson Wentz I love that I I have him as 620 pass attempts
0: that would be insane I'm actually higher on Wentz than most so if he got even to that level of pass attempts I think that would be great especially with all the weapons he has for sure he could would you say he could be a top five because i I can definitely see him finishing as top five especially with a a workload like that
1: yeah absolutely as long as uh the loss of their uh, premium offensive lineman doesn't hurt them you know uh he'll he'll be out there and he'll be tossing a lot of balls i think zach Ertz is uh is prime for another good year and uh any wide receiver can actually stay on the field yeah for sure
0: and that's part of the reason we love deshaun jackson late in drafts um so we're going to go into passing yards now and I put this activity on Twitter had about 35 responses, I would say, 30 to 35. And I did not get one time the person that I have here for passing yards and passing touchdowns. And we didn't talk about our names purposefully. So you want to go ahead and start us off with passing yards? And then, I mean, we'll see maybe we're uh, on the same page opposed to everyone else.
1: Well, I mean, my passing yards are going to follow along with my passing attempts. And I still have Matt Ryan as my number one passing yard for 4,500 passing yards. 4,500.
0: All right. And I have Tom Brady. Oh, I like it. For the most I passing yards in the league. Look, basically, I know a lot of people are worried about his health. A lot of people are worried about all these things. But the level up of weapons in the passing game he is seeing this year is Basically something he hasn't seen before. I mean, the best teams that will rival in terms of the receiving weapons that he has now in two pro bowlers, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin, who had the second best catch rate among catchable passes. He only dropped one ball behind. It was either Michael Thomas or Larry Fitzgerald that had zero drops. But Chris Godwin had one. He's one of the best wide receivers in the league. We already have seen Mike Evans do so much Now You have Gronk, O.J. Howard, and Cam Brayton. Who people seem to forget about but he's always been solid hands and honestly compared to you know the Randy Moss Wes Welker years and the Aaron Hernandez Rob Gronkowski years I think is going to be pretty similar if not better than that so I think we're going to see a huge efficiency bump I don't think he's nearly um, as in trouble as everyone thinks from his age the Bucs passed 5100 yards last year and 5,350 yards in 2018 that's an average over the past two years for the league lead of just above 5,200 passing yards. Bruce Arians is going to let Brady, let it fly. And honestly, if this was prime Brady, he would easily surpass 5,000. I have him for 4,840. And, you know, maybe somebody passes him up like a Carson Wentz, and I would love that. And, you know, it makes sense that you have your attempts in line with, or, um, and Matt Ryan as well. I'm sure you have Carson close, right? Oh, yeah. uh, in yardage, yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense, obviously, pass attempts to follow him with Brady, but I still have Brady up in, like, the 570s. I just think he's going to be a little bit more efficient than Jared Goff and other guys I have up there.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. If you were to look at my notes, you'd see that I had Tom Brady in my pass attempts, and I kind of put the line through it because right after I wrote Tom Brady, I wrote I hope. So it's kind of like I, I was worried. It was my bias because when I stopped and I thought about it, I was like, you know what? Our defense is sound. I say our because we are Bucks fans. Bucks fans. <laughs> yes. So, you know, our defense is sound. And even though we have amazing weapons, I just don't know that they're going to ask Brady to do so much. And then I was like, well, you know what? Even if our defense is, you know, will he be still tossing the ball around? Which I'd love to see because he really wants to pad his stats outside of New England, I'm sure. And, you know,. So I see what you're saying, but we'll see. I yeah. love it.
0: Yeah, for sure. And uh, just since we're on the topic of the Bucks and we're trying to give our fantasy spins too, honestly, I think it's very possible that Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are both top 10 wide receivers. I mean, that's where their ADP is about right now. I know Chris Godwin's going a little bit ahead of Mike Evans, and I do agree with that because I think Godwin's a little bit safer. But I honestly wouldn't be surprised if he, if Mike Evans put up 16 touchdowns, like it it's just about who Brady chooses to look at, and so I think Mike Evans has a huge ceiling, and some people are a little scared off by him, but he's never really been worse than I think the wide receiver sixteen or seventeen, and this is the best quarterback he's he's gonna have. Maybe you know he doesn't take as many chances as Jameis, but they're gonna be more sustained drives, and I really just think that Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are both gonna be very productive, and I I like them both
1: at ADP. Right. Um, And the last thing, like I will say, my runner-up, even though I say Carson Wentz, he's actually not my number two for passing yards. Mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes is my number two for passing yards. Yes, he's my
0: number two as well. He's actually four yards behind
1: Brady. So it was super
0: close. If some people are like, you're crazy for having Brady above Mahomes, well, I'll let you know it's a four-yard difference. I have Mahomes at 4,836 yards. So now we'll get into passing touchdowns. Once again, I'll let you start us off.
1: Um, You know, at first I wrote down... Like, I started writing down the names, and then I realized, wait a minute. Not overall touchdowns, passing touchdowns. Yes, yes. So right away, Patrick Mahomes got taken out of that. Lamar Jackson got taken out of that. And guess who rises to the top? Good old Russell Wilson. I wow. have him for 36 passing touchdowns. 36.
0: That's funny. I, that's actually my lead as well, 36 passing touchdowns. But I have that for Tom Brady once again. I just think he's going to have huge efficiency bumps, and he has massive uh, amounts of weapons and actual weapons that are massive. I mean, you got three, no four, because Cam Brate four six five targets, and then Chris Godwin, who's not a small guy by any means. He's six one. Plays six thirty. Yes, exactly. So I mean, we're I already <laughs> talked about Brady, so I don't need to talk much about that. And then yeah, Russell Wilson. I mean, I love him. I I think he's going to have to throw the ball more than usual, for sure, and. um DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are both great wide receiver twos. And um, just out of curiosity, if you had to take Lockett or Metcalf, and you know you have no other options, you just have to pick one at the same ADP. Which one are you drafting? At the same ADP. Yeah, just at the same spot. Like if those are your only two options, so you're not worried Tyler about Lockett. cost or. Tyler if redrafts,
1: Tyler Lockett. If anything else, DK Metcalf.
0: Yes, I agree. Um, and then. Now we're gonna to go to the rushing side of quarterbacks. Who do you have for the most rushing yards? I'm pretty sure we're gonna be the same on this.
1: Well, I'm gonna do the same thing I did last time. I'm gonna rewind, and I'm just gonna throw out my um, runner-ups for uh, to passing touchdowns because okay. I think you really like to hear one of these names. Okay. So second, I have Patrick Mahomes. And third, I have one of your favorites, Kyler Murray. Oh, no way, really? What do you have him at? 33 touchdowns. Wow, that would be amazing.
0: Honestly, I would love that. It's it's the Hopkins effect. Man. It is. It is. And as you guys probably can hear the fireworks in the background, people are getting ready. Um, but I actually forgot to get my runner ups too, and my runner ups are Patrick Mahomes, who I have at thirty five. Remember I had Brady at thirty six, and he's actually tied at second with Drew Brees at okay. thirty five. And I think Emmanuel Sanders is gonna help bump him up a little bit too. He's a you know, he's a proven solid, reliable hands, wide receiver too. They can have Traquan, Traquan Smith be that wide receiver three again. They don't have to force him to a tougher role and let him just open up the field. I like it. And so now, who do you have for rushing yards?
1: I mean, I I don't even know what... The number one, I don't know that anyone could argue, is obviously Lamar Jackson. Yes, of course. Um, I actually wrote
0: down under Lamar Jackson's name, duh. Uh, The only things <laughs> that I have... To say about this are basically how it affects other people because i don't really see anybody arguing with this um take obviously lamar jackson is gonna be the if he plays 16 games the rushing leader i have him at 1058 the one thing i do want to focus on here is how it affects the running backs because lamar jackson is the rb1 like in terms of production yes. he he like i said he or er, i haven't projected for a thousand but he broke or he was just right at 1,200 rushing yards last year, significantly ahead of Ingram. And then now you have J.K. Dobbins. And a lot of people are you know, taking shots at J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram. And I just don't really understand it. It's, it's kind of a backfield I'm staying away from because, yes, Mark Ingram was a back-end RB1 last year, but that was on the back of touchdowns. And a lot of them, despite having not many carries um, compared to anybody else that got touchdowns in that range, And so you can't rely on that. Now you have J.K. Dobbins in there too. And there's not that many carries to go around. Like you look at the Ravens and they're a great rushing team, right? And they have a lot of carries. But so much of that is Lamar Jackson. And sometimes I feel like people forget to take that away. And there's really not that many carries to go around for both J.K. and Ingram to produce. And also J.K. Dobbins is somebody that I've heard some people, even other podcasters saying that he could be the RB1 next year not a RB1 the RB1 and I think that's kind of ridiculous because to be an RB1 in fantasy football you need so many things I don't even see a possibility where even if Ingram is gone that Dobbins is a top five because the Ravens don't utilize their running backs in the receiving game that much and JK Dobbins even if Ingram is gone is never going to be able to pull in 260 carries right I agree and yeah so that's just something I want you guys to keep in mind I don't really envision J.K. as like somebody with nearly as much potential as some of the other guys
1: in the rookie drafts, but yeah, go ahead. and, and Lamar Jackson is not one of those quarterbacks like a, a Josh Allen, where you're gonna you're gonna see the O.C. try to dial back the rushing yards and the, the rushing attempts, you know, and, and have him focus on becoming more of a pocket passer. Now, yes, he's gotten to be a better passer significantly better in one year. I mean, I don't think anybody would have seen no him way. get this good. Yeah, no way. But one of the things that makes him so good is his legs. You can't really start taking away much of that and expect to have the same success. Yes,
0: I was actually going to add that in, but I'm glad you got to it. Yeah, I completely agree. If, if he's not running the ball as much, it's going to be hard for him to be as successful because teams aren't going to be as worried always on the tip of their toes. And then for... Rushing yards, my runner up. So remember, I had Lamar Jackson at just about a thousand and sixty. I have Kyler Murray at half of that, at five hundred and seventy, as my second.
1: So Murray is my third at four ninety seven. Okay. And Josh Allen is my fifth. Yeah, that was a or er, my for second me. fifth because I have him at five five five. So. Oh okay, <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: so yeah, we're pretty we're pretty much on the same page. Josh Allen was pretty close for me, and then we have rushing touchdowns. So. I have Josh Allen as my leader in rushing touchdowns. He had nine and eight in his first two seasons. I put him at seven here. I do think Lamar Jackson is going to run a little bit less than last year. He talked about it, but still he's going to run an insane amount like we were talking about. And I just see Josh Allen as more of the guy who just decides to punch it in. And um, I know we were talking about you know Frank Gore and Zach Moss and how Frank Gore didn't you know, punching a lot. And that gave Josh Allen some extra opportunities to finish off those drives at the one-two yard line for touchdowns. So I do think that there's a possibility Josh Allen gets like five or six if Zach Moss is punching those in, assuming he takes that Frank Gore role. But there's also a possibility that Josh Allen just keeps running the ball all the time. So I have him at seven for my lead. Who do you have?
1: I have Lamar Jackson at seven, Josh Allen at six, and Patrick Mahomes at four. All right, yeah, and I have Lamar Jackson at
0: two, Uh or – like at second for six touchdowns all right and then that's the quarterbacks we're gonna go ahead and get into the running backs and we're gonna start it off with rushing yards or actually rushing attempts then we'll go into rushing yards who do you have as your rushing attempt leader because as we know opportunity equals
1: production i have ezekiel elliott as number one with two ninety nine,
0: two ninety nine, and I have Derrick Henry as number one with three seventeen. So, you, is there anything you know? We all know Ezekiel. Like, is there anything specific you wanted to touch on, or should I just go into Derrick Henry?
1: No, we're good. I I have Henry as my number two, so okay. I'm with you on that.
0: Yeah, so I think the Titans team as a whole will see a lot of regression. They were one of the most efficient teams at a very unsustainable rate in both the running game and the passing game. I looked at splits between Mariota on the field and Tannehill on the field. Once Tannehill took over, Derrick Henry was way too efficient. He was averaging six yards per carry, and he was at about 5.1 on the year. This year, I'm just projecting 5.2, and you know, some people have concerns about him staying healthy with the workload he's been getting, but he's always gotten a huge workload. He seems to be one of the healthiest and most dependable and honestly just freaks of nature running backs around. And... Despite that, and despite I have him as my rushing attempts leader, and as we'll get into later, pretty high in rushing yards, I'm still not going to draft him. And honestly, it's more one of those gut things. Uh, He just, he doesn't get the receiving work. I don't think he's going to get receiving work, despite what they say, you know, that he's trying, he's trying to work on it and he hopes to get used more. I just don't see it happening. It's not the type of guy he is. And it scares me because if the Titans end up being bad, which I'm not projecting, but You don't want a running back that's only going to be good if the team is good and if the titans end up being bad and they're in a lot of negative game scripts i think it's going to be hard for derrick henry to be a great running back so despite the fact that i have him ranked high and i have him you know leading in carries and rushing yards and whatnot it's very hard for me to draft him i mean where do you see yourself possibly drafting derrick henry either in terms of position on the draft board or some running backs around him that you you'd take him over
1: Okay, well, what's his current ADP, so I say something that's not crazy.
0: Um, I don't have it right in front of me, but I'm pretty sure he's about, like, RB7. He's, after the big, the big names, you know, the Camaro, McCaffrey, Zeke, Barkley, and then if, he's behind Cook. So um, he sits he's just on the turn? Yeah. Uh, the turn? Uh, yeah, pretty much he's at the turn. He's right there in the Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, Miles Sanders range. Okay. Um. Josh Jacobs, too.
1: Well you know it's funny cuz when i look at all my stats i have him as second in carries, second in yards but i don't have them even inside my top 8 in total yards so oh, yeah, so, so there the is a little bit here. yeah it just hurts and you know, you don't really play in non-ppr leagues anymore yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. so whether it's half or full it's still a big difference um I, I I guess I would probably consider taking him somewhere in the middle of the second round if somehow he, he's there. Yeah, that's my spot, take too. The risk.
0: Yeah, that's my spot, too, because I have him, like, at RB6, um, and honestly, I, I find myself passing, passing him up and taking guys like Mixon or Jacobs or Sanders in front of him, even though I have him projected in front of them just because, you know, they're much safer with their receiving work. Um, but yeah, that was what I got for Derrick Henry. And then what about rushing yards? I know you got Elliott for rushing attempts, who also I have as my runner up in rushing attempts. I have him at 307. So mm-hmm. pretty much the same with you. You said 299. So my
1: third one there is Mixon 288. Thought you'd like that.
0: Yes, yes, I am. Right. A but back to yards big um, guy.
1: Ezekiel Elliott at 1375. Henry at 1360. And here's the one that should surprise you and probably everyone out there Josh Jacobs. At 1344.
0: I actually love Josh Jacobs and I i think you know a lot of people are really high on him in the rushing category because a lot of people seem to love him and we all recognize that he's not being used how he should be in the receiving. So I think a lot of people would actually more than you think would side with you on that. Um but yeah, I have Derrick Henry as my rushing yards leader at 1648. I'm a just being a little bit more bold, like I, I projected him at five point two yards per carry. And honestly, I mean, you could just copy and paste what I said earlier about Derrick Henry. It's pretty much the same thing. He's a beast, but I'm still not drafting him. And then my runner-up for rushing yards, which is crazy to me because of where I have this guy ranked, is Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb I have at 1,505 rushing yards. I have the Browns, and it's partly because, you know— among the teams that run the ball the most, usually their quarterback is a big part in that. Baker Mayfield is not that guy, but I still think the Browns are going to be among the league leaders in rushing attempts, especially with you know what they were able to do last year with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, both on the field, as well as getting Stefanski, who comes from the Vikings offense, who you know they were obviously very prol- prolific in the run game with Dalvin Cook. And Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, I mean, I don't really see any team that can even question them as the best one-two punch in the league. At running back, so I have Chubb um, at fifteen hundred yards for my second, my runner up in rushing yards. But I don't have him that high because of how much he's been hurt in receiving by Cream Hunt, as well as he's not doesn't seem to be a big touchdown guy. I find it pretty hard to have him getting you know more than like eleven, twelve touchdowns, especially with Hunt there who got more touchdowns than Chubb did in the eight games or seven games when Hunt came back. And so, what about? I'm sure this is another obvious one, just like the Lamar Jackson, but targets. And just curious, do you have the same person for targets, receptions, and receiving yards? For
1: targets. I would imagine so. Receptions and receiving yards all go to CMC. Yes. All right. So we both agree. That's pretty easy. I have McCaffrey
0: at 134 targets, 113 receptions, and 915 yards. Last year, he had 142 targets and 116 receptions, So I think he's going to be pretty close to that. And last year, their offense was, I mean, honestly, their offense was trash. And they have a more accurate quarterback. Their offense should be better overall. And they should be able to have longer drives and more opportunities to get fantasy points. So while he may see some decreases in efficiency just because of how great he was last year, or maybe just a decrease in workload, because we don't know yet how uh, Matt Rule is going to use that McCaffrey and how much work he's gonna get but they didn't bring anybody else so I still think he's by far the clear number one running back is there anything else you wanted to add into that
1: um no he's definitely the number one and then my runner ups are uh Kamara I figured you know obviously he's, he's I put him at 80 but I'm sure he'll end up with 81 <laughs> and then uh my last one you'll like Austin Eckler yes sir That's and and that's pretty much the top three guys yes sir yeah you know,
0: and I have uh, Kamara as well as my runner-up. I have him at 105 targets, 84 receptions, so just above his 81. But like you said, I mean, if he
1: gets 81 again, that, that's just... I don't even know. I think so there's weird. a rule now, like, once he's hit 81, he has to just start slapping him down. <laughs> um.
0: Yeah, so Kamara and McCaffrey. Those are, you know, the guys. Those are the receiving running backs. They are the gold standard in the NFL. And... I'm just curious. You said Eckler, and that makes me happy. I love Eckler. I'm pretty high on Eckler. He's inside my top ten running backs. Do you think that? First off, I don't even know who who did you project. Tyrod Taylor or Justin Herbert? or Did you do some type of split?
1: It's it's Tyrod Taylor, and okay. I mean, I I just you know if he has success early, he's in. If not, everything goes. I mean, everything changes, and you know I'm trying not to project that way.
0: Yeah, I I think they're going to be a great team with Tyrod. He brought a much less team in the Buffalo Bills to the playoffs. And despite it being a harder division, they have an amazing defense, the Chargers do. They have much better weapons than he worked with in Buffalo. I think, you know, I had that whole podcast on Tyrod Taylor. I think they're going to be really good. Um, And I also projected Tyrod. So that's good to know that you have Eckler that high with Tyrod because I know some people are worried about it. I'm not that worried about it. I do think he's going to see some decreases, but not to a, a crazy level. And um, if Justin Herbert came in, I don't think that um, Eckler's... I know so many people are different on Herbert. Some people think that he's just going to check the ball downfield and Eckler's going to become even worse with Herbert than Tyrod. And some people think that Herbert's just a a great quarterback and going to be better for Eckler. Honestly, I fall kind of in the middle. So I don't think it really even matters who the starting quarterback is. I think if Eckler's healthy, he's going to be a a great guy, especially in the receiving, of course. But I think he's going to be a great running back overall. And so the last thing we have for running backs is total touchdowns. I thought about breaking it into rushing touchdowns and then receiving, but that's just, you know, yeah, they, no they all count as the same thing. Right. They're all six points. And so I just went with total touchdowns. So I'm going to let you start because I actually have something kind of interesting.
1: All right. Well, the clear number one total yards, always going to get our, over 2,000 is CMC. So there's no surprise there. And I have them with only... 12 touchdowns. I'm so sorry, Brandon.
0: But my number
1: one in total touchdowns is my favorite, Zeke Elliott. Oh, yeah. so, uh, but, but I will say, and if you don't mind, I'm just going to run through a few of these names. because There's some surprising things here. That, to me, I found surprising. So, total yards, third at Barkley, 1775 with 11 touchdowns. That's not super surprising. But here comes that name again, Josh Jacobs. Total yard, 1660, mm-hmm. with eight touchdowns. So I'm only putting him at eight touchdowns. So even when I rank him with these numbers, he has room to grow. It makes you like opinion. him more, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's have, you, how you kind of told me about Miles, Miles Sanders. Sand. That's yes. the next name on my list. Yes. And actually, I have him with 10 yards overall more than Josh Jacobs at 1670 also with eight touchdowns. Yes,
0: that's awesome. That's exactly what I have Miles Sanders at. I have my eight touchdowns, and he's the only guy in my top 10, and I I believe uh, my top 12 running backs that has less than double-digit projected touchdowns for me. And so, honestly, that just speaks to the, the ceiling Miles Sanders has. I mean, I think there's nobody touching McCaffrey, but I would not be surprised if Sanders is the RB two this year if he if he lands on the touchdown the high touchdown side he's getting the receptions he's in an amazing offense with even though they lost Brandon Brooks a really good o-line so many weapons that they have to worry about um I'm not projecting that I'm just saying it's a ceiling that exists I love Miles Sanders
1: I don't know who it is but somebody's gonna have to get some some carries in that backfield beside Miles Sanders he kind of suffers from the same thing to me that Alvin Kamara suffers from just not enough carries. yeah but
0: we've seen Camaro be the RB2 and the RB3 so I mean I don't think it's going to be that that different and also I don't even have Miles Sanders and again like I don't know um you know where you fall with his rushing projection but I don't have Miles Sanders getting a huge workload I think I have him at 60 percent of their rushing attempts Right. So I mean, or not even total rushing attempts. That's taking out Wentz. So just among their running backs attempt running back attempts, I have him at sixty percent. So I mean, I think there's just so much room for him to grow. It's really just the mad efficiency that he holds. Right. Um, and so that's why I like Sanders. Um, and then what about oh and so Dalvin
1: yeah. Cook and Dalvin Cook's in there. So that's kind of rounds out my my top seven guys for All right. yardage and touchdowns.
0: And so for total touchdowns for me, I have a three way tie at the top between Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, and Derrick Henry. I have them all at one touchdown per game exactly at 16. Kamara, his receiving and touchdown potential makes him my RB3 right after Zeke. And, you know, Zeke is my two from rushing workload, which I don't know if you knew that, but I'm sure you love that because Zeke has always been your guy. And um, honestly, it's one touchdown per game for these guys is so easy for me to envision, especially for the dual threats in Kamara and McCaffrey because... I mean, they can just do it in so many ways. And Kamara, we've seen him have an 18-touchdown season. Like, he's just very prolific in terms of touchdowns. He had a down year last year, but I don't see that continuing. And then McCaffrey, I mean, he's their whole offense. And then same thing with Henry. Even though he lacks the receiving, I mean, what is the Titans without Derrick Henry? I mean, I can't even envision that. They might be one of the worst offenses in the league without Derrick Henry, in well, my
1: opinion. Well, that's why Derrick Henry, I mean, I have him even not in the you know this group. Because I have him at eight touchdowns, but his total yards just doesn't get him into that group. And I think he's going to have under five yards per carry this year. I think Tannehill is going to kind of show a little bit more of the Tannehill we saw in Miami. And how are you going to run the ball when you're behind by 17 every game? You know, you can't pass the ball. I mean, as good as Derrick Henry is, the offense around him isn't good enough to sustain what he's capable of doing.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, and yeah, I mean also Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey, some people, I mean, I know some people are much safer on projections, some people might think I'm crazy for projecting three people at 16, but I mean Henry and McCaffrey both cleared 16 last year, so did Aaron Jones. Um, obviously he's got different things dealing that he has to deal with, uh, with A.J. Dillon and, and whatnot, but, I mean, we see guys break this stuff all, all the time. And so I get, you know, some people want to be safer, but I don't mind, you know, putting myself a little bit more out there with my uh, higher touchdown projections. And so that's running backs for you. And I'm trying to remember, there was one like one person that surprised me out. It was actually Joe Mixon. A lot of people, and I mean, I love it. You know, I love Mixon. Um, He was somebody that a lot of people like to mention when it came to either the touchdowns, or I actually saw his name come up with a lot of the people that commented in rushing yards too um so i mean i guess a lot of people think that that offense is going to be like good enough to be able to run the ball i think they're going to be more passing so i actually have Mixon a little lower than i would like to have him he's my rb 11 or 12 um but yeah that was just something i thought was worth mentioning a lot of people like to mix in too and that brings us to the conclusion of our running backs we're going to go ahead and get into wide receivers and we're going to start off with targets who do you have as your target leader the target leader the of
1: last
0: year, yeah. Oh, Michael Thomas. Okay, yeah. I actually have it a little bit different. I have Devonte Adams. I have him at one hundred sixty-four. What do you have, Michael Thomas at? At one hundred and forty. Hundred. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're you're a little more um a little more reserved with Always. your projections, yeah. Um. So I have Devonte Adams at one hundred sixty-four. The Packers, which I mean, we could get into this um about the Packers and their drafting. But they basically came out of the the draft with like no new starters, despite having first and second round picks. Um, This was an amazing receiving class, and they didn't add anything in the receiving game from this draft class, despite being in a prime position to do so. Devontae Adams did miss a couple games last year, but he was on pace for 169 targets. And then the year before, in 2018, he had exactly 169 targets. And Michael Thomas, while I do have him by far and away as my wide receiver one, Mainly because of his efficiency. I think he's going to be hurt a bit in the target category because of the addition of Emmanuel Sanders, who's going to be a great number two. He's a good possession receiver. And Michael Thomas is no longer the only guy there. And I think one of the biggest things was Michael Thomas and Devontae Adams. Both of them were the only guy, like the only reliable guy in the receiving game. And now Michael Thomas has Emmanuel Sanders too. I think it's just going to take. Just a knock or two, not anything significant. I mean, Michael Thomas is my runner-up with 160, so they're both right there next to each other. Obviously, Thomas is way more efficient and will have a crazy amount of receptions. But yeah, I have Devontae Adams as my number one.
1: All right, yeah, I actually have Devontae Adams as my number three. I have Julio Jones as my number two. I mean, Matt Ryan, all those passing attempts, they yeah. got to go somewhere, yeah. you know, and... and julio jones and calvin ridley or this year's mike evans and chris godwin all right yeah i like it um well after mike evans and chris Godwin, (laughs) i do unfortunately i do have julio
0: and calvin ridley as a pair above evans and chris godwin um but yeah for sure that i mean our division is just loaded i mean with receivers you got thomas and emmanuel sanders is a a good number two he's probably the worst number two Um, Either him or Robbie Anderson in the division, then you have, you know, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson and Curtis Samuel, whatnot. But yeah, so I mean, honestly, I don't see too much more to talk about here at, at that wide receiver target spot. And I'm assuming, you know, you have Michael Thomas as your target leader, and he's the most efficient receiver in football. So He's your reception leader, right? Right.
1: You know what I wanted to say about Devontae Adams? Because, you know, you might think, you know, because I actually, I want to say, I only have him for 124 targets this year. Um, It's kind of a little bit of what you said, that, yeah, he's the only guy there. But I just think they know now that if they're not running the ball, the teams, the defense are going to key in on Devontae Adams. They're going to blanket him. They're going to force Aaron Rodgers to throw to other people. I, I... and I just don't know that Devontae Adams is up for the task to, to be able to beat the double coverage. Oh, man. Devontae, I, I, you not, hearing this? Yeah, I'm just <laughs> not feeling Devontae Adams this year. Wow. He's my number three in targets, he's my number three in receptions, and he's not even in my top five in yards.
0: Okay, so just curious. You got Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins on the board. Who are you taking?
1: DeAndre Hopkins.
0: Devonte Adams, Tyreek Hill. Who you taking? Tyreek Hill. Jeez, Devonte Adams and obviously you take Julio. Hmm. Chris Godwin. Devonte Adams. All right, so that's right where the line's at. All right, so not not too low, but yeah, I mean, I think Devonte Adams is def- definitely up to the challenge. I mean, the the chemistry him and Rodgers have, and Devonte Adams is actually an amazing route runner. He's developed a lot since what you know when we first saw him. And, I mean, I, I, I just think he's... he's The best receivers get mad targets, even when they're always blanketed. Like, Hopkins has been, in my opinion, the best receiver in football the past two or three years. Maybe Antonio Brown, like, two Ooh, years. Ooh, Michael three. Thomas,
1: you hearing this? Yeah,
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> hopefully <laughs> he doesn't, because, you know, he's going to cry about it. <laughs> um, Devontae Parker can attest to that. But, um... Yeah, I mean, Hopkins was, you know, always the guy. And no matter who the quarterback was, he was always able to pull in mad targets despite always being the number one option and the number one worry for defenses. So I think Devontae Adams is still going to be great. And like I said, my runner-up was Michael Thomas. And receptions, we both agree, Michael Thomas. Uh, What receptions do you have him at?
1: I have him at 123 receptions. And I have Julio runner-up far and away... Twenty receptions less at one oh three three that's why Michael Thomas it's all by himself yes CMC it's all, all by, by himself. himself and
0: I mean we talked about this earlier off the podcast Lamar Jackson for me was almost by himself almost and it was just it's just the fact that he's, he's got more risk yeah, like. yeah exactly um but yeah if you told me 100% 16 game health I, I would have a, a pretty big gap between Lamar and Mahomes in terms of like total points um and yeah that's actually something I'm I'm glad you brought that up because it feels a little weird like I always when I you know those draft sheets that I build and you know all the colors and you know yada yada I always have my tiers changed by colors and it's so weird because Christian McCaffrey is the only one in the bright green in running backs and then in wide receivers Michael Thomas is the only one in bright green and I just think that You should not, in any situation, be taking any receiver or running back before those two. Those guys lead their position by far and away. And I know, you know, people are going to come at you with the, the argument, you know, how often does the same person finish as number one at the position of running back or wide receiver? Honestly, any position in fantasy. But the question is, it's not you're taking the field versus that player. It's you have to pick someone to put up against that player. And the chances of you hitting on that are so small. Yeah, the risk. It's it,
1: it's just, you know, the risk.
0: Yeah. Um, and so that that's pretty obvious. I mean, most people, pretty much everyone on Twitter, if unless they were doing hot takes, which they would start their comment with, was on the same page as either it was always Devontae Adams or Michael Thomas. We had a few Julio Jones sprinkled in there. So outside of that part of receiving... Yards? Do you have any change there, or no? Is it pretty much the same guys? And
1: it still goes Thomas, Julio. Surprisingly, a name who's not in in top five targets or top five receptions. I got Chris Godwin is number three in yards at twelve sixty. Twelve sixty, nice. Um, and I do want to say just because I forgot to say, run
0: my run up for receptions was Devontae Adams, but I had him at one hundred six. So Thomas at one hundred thirty one, one hundred six. Just like you had a sizable gap. I also have a sizable gap, and then for receiving yards for me, it's Michael Thomas. I mean, when you're getting yeah. thirty yards more than like the next person, or twenty, or sorry, thirty targets, receptions, <laughs> thirty receptions, um, or twenty five receptions more than anyone else. Obviously, you're gonna have more yards, even though he's not like a huge yards after catch guy.
1: And then, and one more thing, yeah, a name that two names that I actually haven't said them, but it, you know they keep they have popped up in in at least in yards and and targets and receptions, is Juju and Adam Thielen. Ooh, I like that. I like
0: both of those names.
1: Those are the guys that round out my top fives in targets and receptions. Mm -hmm. But they both, um, well, Juju, I have him for 1,200 yards. He's in my top five. So, you know, I just wanted to bring up Juju and Adam Thielen. Um, Juju's one of those guys that I'm not sure how I feel about him. But in the right spot for the right price, I would definitely consider him. Yeah.
0: How, how do you feel about him in that third round where the range of receivers are like Amari Cooper, Odell Beckham, Kenny Galladay, Cortland Sutton? Where, you, do you like him over those guys?
1: I do. I like his ceiling a lot better than that. And I think you have a healthy Big Ben than his floor. I probably like better than all those guys do.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think so many people are spurned by last year. Um, I know myself... I actually didn't end up getting that many shares of Juju, despite ha- that I was one of the highest that of anyone that I knew on Juju. Just because you know I always go RB heavy in those mm-hmm. top two rounds, and Juju was a second round pick last year. But I remember last year Juju was my wide receiver too, and I had him projected for an insane. And I mean, it sounds crazy to you guys now, but just try to remember, um, you know, when Antonio Brown was leaving, and him and AB were both had more than 165 targets. Um, I had Juju for one hundred eighty nine nine, yes, and I wrote a whole article on it (laughs) and uh, everything, and I didn't even get to see it come to fruition because Big Ben got hurt, and obviously that derailed the whole thing. And honestly, that was like, I mean, I was. Where do you
1: have him? I, you know what? I'll pull it up right now because I'm very curious where you have Juju this year after all of that has played out.
0: So I have Juju as my wide receiver. Looking at my uh rankings right now, my wide receiver ten. So I still have him pretty high. I have okay. him yeah, I have him right behind uh Calvin Ridley, right in front of Allen Robinson. Um and Mike Evans. So yeah, I I'm, I'm super high on Juju still. Um You'd
1: take Juju over Evans?
0: I would. I it would be on on the clock as it's your hard. wide receiver one.
1: Ooh. If you went R B first.
0: As wide receiver well, Honestly, I'm not taking a wide receiver right there. Um, I'm probably taking my second running back. But if I had to take a receiver between Juju and Evans, that's honestly, that's like a coin flip in my head because they both have amazing ceilings. I think Juju has the better floor. I, I really do. I think there's no way he gets less than 135 targets, 130 targets. And, um, I mean, I have him at 147, and he's gotten 160 with Antonio Brown there. They're still going to throw the ball a lot. Um, so I I do see a, a situation where Mike Evans, I mean, we were talking about a ceiling, but he does have, you know, a, a lower floor than you would want because of the guys like Gronk, O.J. Howard, Godwin, Cambrate. Like, if, you know, Mike Evans just ends up being equal or just slightly above those guys i could see him not getting
1: the only way that I, I the only part that i would agree you know where i like juju over mike evans not so much ceiling or floor because mike evans to me like every year at the end of the year statistically he's like what was his worst finish you know what yeah. I mean? Like he finishes as a, as a wide receiver one probably Most inside the years. top 10 like yeah consistently But where I like Juju is, I think you're going to get more consistency week to week. Week to week, yes, I agree. And and for that, I'm willing to take Juju over Evans. Yeah. And, I mean,
0: I know a lot of people saw Juju be, you know, not nearly as efficient or effective last year. And a lot of people might just, you know, off the top of your head, common sense might tell you, you know, well, he's the wide receiver one now. AB's gone, maybe. He just, he can't hang with those cornerback ones, but... It's also the fact that he was moved outside and he was in the slot when A.B. was there and now he's going to be in the slot again with Deontay Johnson proving to be a really good receiver and then he's going to be on the outside with the second outside receiver being James Washington or Chase Claypool. So I think we're going to see Juju not only because Big Ben is coming back but because he's going back to that primary position in the slot where he was among the NFL's best have a huge bump in efficiency and I think he's going to be really good. Um, So with that said... That is what we got for receivers in the yards category and the targets and receptions. The only thing left to talk about is touchdowns. And before we go there, was there anything else you want to say?
1: Nope. I'm ready to roll.
0: All right. So I'll start this one off. Like I said, I didn't see not one person comment Tom Brady for anything. And uh, I had him for passing touchdowns and it makes sense that my wide receiver who we were just talking about mike evans is who i have for my touchdown leader but like i am pretty um out there with touchdown totals on my running backs it's easier for me to do so because running backs are so much more involved in every facet of the game i think than receivers you know just speaking in general terms so mike evans despite the fact that he is my leader i have him at 11 total touchdowns so You know, there is a possibility that maybe Devontae Adams pulls in 14 or 15 or maybe Michael Thomas pulls in like 12 or 13 or Tyreek Hill breaks a a bunch. But honestly, Mike Evans, like I said earlier, could also finish with one per game if he ends up becoming Brady's favorite end zone target. But yeah, I have him at 11. Um, And honestly, like one thing that I I love and you can I would love your input on this because, you know, I wasn't really watching this guy live, Randy Moss, but Randy Moss When he was in new england in his three seasons he caught 23 touchdowns 11 touchdowns and 13 touchdowns i think mike evans could be a randy moss jr like to a a lesser extent of randy moss but i could i feel like he can play that role when it comes to to touchdowns for tom brady do you think that's insane
1: i don't think it's insane but i don't think it's really as as, the chances of it I, i don't see being as good Just because when it was Randy Moss, they didn't have the same kind of red zone threats that he has now. I mean, you you just, you know, you know he loves Gronk. You know, I I think he's going to get to love O.J. And, you know, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, just all of them right there. You know, I think I actually want to preface all of it by saying Mike Evans is my number one in touchdowns. Oh, really? I have him down at 12. All right. Oh, Awesome. I, that's and and if you me. were, you know, earlier that I kind of, when I was talking about some of the stuff, I, I mentioned that I had Evans with the highest touchdowns at 12. I mm. snuck that in earlier. Um, but yeah, and then I have tied runner-ups. I have Michael Thomas and Tyreek, both with 10 touchdowns. Okay,
0: yeah, so I, I definitely see that. I have, I didn't even bother putting my runner-ups because there would be like five or six people because I have five or six people tied at 10. Um, but yeah, so I I mean... You know, especially with the wide receiver position, touchdown is always kind of hard to predict. You know, it can go so many ways. I think it's easier to predict project touchdowns for running backs. But yeah, I have my. But habits. even then, you had
1: Aaron Jones last year. I mean, the running, t- you know, rushing touchdowns to me are are very difficult too. Because if we, if I could master those, I wouldn't be losing any league ever.
0: Yeah. Um. But yeah. Okay. I agree. I agree. But. I, I mean, I do think it's just a little bit easier than receiver, you know, um, because I mean, you can just you can look at so many things like end zone touches and, you know, what they didn't punch in that on average, like like Nick Chubb, how bad he was at inside the five yard line. Like he had negative yardage and all his carries accumulated inside the five, like stuff like that. I think it just helps a little bit. But um yeah, so that's what we have for receivers. And if you don't have anything else you want to say on any receivers, we can go ahead and get into the last position nope i'm ready all right so i'm sure this is the easiest one uh for everything and actually you know what there is one thing i wanted to mention so because we didn't say these guys names and wide receiver touchdowns i mean usually when it comes to touchdowns and stuff it's you know the best guys in the nfl that lead but i feel like wide receiver touchdowns is one of those areas where you could have a, a wide receiver two on a team lead the league in touchdowns and i saw a lot of people commenting calvin ridley I saw a lot of people commenting Chris Godwin. I saw which I mean you could debate who's the wide receiver two in the Bucks offense. I mean, that's not something I really care to debate. I think they're both like one A, one B. But um yeah, I just I saw, you know, guys in, in that area where people were like, yo, this person could easily lead in touchdowns, and I agree. I mean, Calvin Ridley's one of those people that I have at ten. Right. And I mean he always he's never had less touchdowns than Julio. Um and it's just it's something interesting to keep in mind. Oh, and another one was a uh, Tyler Lockett, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. I saw both of those both of those names come up, and you know we don't know. You can argue who the two is, but that's another pair of receivers where either of them, especially if you have Russell Wilson as your touchdown leader, could become the the leader in touchdowns. I kind of feel that
1: way about Cup and Woods this year. Really. Yep. I mean, that would be great for
0: Woods because, I mean, I think I have him projected at, like, five touchdowns, and I'm really high on him. I I feel like most people that pay a lot of attention to fantasy love Robert Woods.
1: Not so much about the touchdowns, just the 1A and 1B. Oh, gotcha, gotcha.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Yeah, I would agree. Who do you have as your 1A?
1: (laughs) I'd have to go back, but I think since Mm -hmm. it kind of left an impression on me, I think I have Robert Woods above Cri- uh, Cooper Cup this year. Yeah, I do too. Um, all right, and so then, yeah, let's go ahead and get into tight ends.
0: With all of that said, targets, I'm sure it's Kelsey or Kittle. Which one you got?
1: It's it's always Kittle and Kelsey. It's always Kittle, Kelsey, and then Ertz. Pretty much, that's my targets and my receptions. In yards, I have just a little bit of a change. Uh, I have Waller as my third highest in yardage. But he's going to get, he gets hurt in the touchdown area. So. Yeah.
0: So, so who do you have with more targets, Kelsey or Kittle?
1: I have it, Kittle. Oh, so it was the order It's that you always said it. Kittle. Kelsey. Oh, okay. I, I wasn't That's
0: sure good. if you were just saying it in general. Yeah. So I, I have Kelsey slightly um, higher at 141. I have Kittle like at 130 or 129. But here's something. He's not my runner up, actually. Believe it or not, Kittle is not my runner up. Um, it's pretty spicy. Um, And I'm going to have... I'm going to do, like, a podcast on this guy, along with Tyler Boyd. Um, It's going to be my Tyler podcast.
1: Oh, boy. (laughs) Well, then we know who it is. Yeah,
0: Tyler Higby. I have him at 134. I just... I don't want to get too much into it. I don't want to spoil anything that I'm going to talk about. I'll just give like a quick insight. He was on pace for 165 once he got that starting role whenever it was out. And I think he showed that coaching staff that he is clearly the best tight end there. And Goff saw improvements across the board, and their offense saw improvements across the board once they started using two tight end sets, and then they drafted a tight end in the third round despite having other needs as their third guy on the depth chart so I think that kind of points us to you know they're going to use tight ends more and if Higby is just 70% of what he was doing last year he could easily be a very good tight end and easily finish in the top four or five and that's actually where I haven't projected I haven't obviously he's not above Kittle for me in terms of projections he's not anywhere close to that but he is my tight end three in projections And um, yeah, I have him at 134. He's just not a great yardage guy like Kittle is. Kittle's, you know, in that OJ Howard category where he just makes so much with every reception. So by far and away is Kittle my number two uh, after Kelsey. And then, so with the receptions, once again, just because of the targets, I have Higby at 97. He's actually tied. Yeah. Yes, I know. I know. Tyler Higby I have tied with uh, Travis Kelsey at 97. But even if, you know, I'm a little too bullish on Higby, I mean, at his ADP, that's no risk at all. He's being drafted in the same rounds as Hayden Hurst and all of those other guys that you're just taking shots at, Austin Hooper, Hunter Henry. So you're not. it's not like you're drafting him inside the top five rounds, and that's what you have to pay to get him for my projection. You know, you're getting him pretty late. So somebody that I like to draft a lot.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I I like him a lot less than you. Of course. <laughs> Everyone I, I, does. I, I, I don't see him being inside the top five tight ends at the end of the year. Um, I don't know how much more I like him than Hayden Hurst's opportunities right now. Um so yeah, I don't really I don't really I'm not bullish at all on him. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um well maybe uh maybe you'll you'll hear what I got to say, and maybe I'll be able to change your mind a little bit. I know I've been able to do it every year with a couple players, so maybe Tyler
1: Higbee will be be one of those guys this year. Um, And then for touchdowns, who do you got? For touchdowns, I actually have tied Kelsey and one of my favorite guys, Mark Andrews.
0: Yes, all right, and you have them tied at what number? Nine. That's exactly what I have for my leader, Mark Andrews, and I have Kelsey and Kittle at eight. So, yeah, Mark Andrews is my nine. He had 10 last year, but I do think Lamar is going to see, like we've talked about, uh, decreases in his efficiency in terms of all his passing stats. So there's a slight loss there. But I think looting, losing Hayden Hurst will help Mark Andrews just keep a high touchdown number. And, you know, it just makes me more confident in Mark Andrews. Because if Hayden Hurst was there, to be honest, I would never draft Mark Andrews. Because, like, if he had the same ADP right now. Because it's too high. Yeah, yeah just because I'd be too worried about, you know, the the step back that they're going to see in the passing game next year but I think with Hayden Hurst gone you know Andrews is just going to get so many targets it's, and and they're going to be high quality targets you know because right yeah Lamar Jackson is still insanely efficient even when he takes a step back um because of his threat to run and the running game they have there so those are my leaders and I feel pretty good I don't have anything else I want to add in is there anything you want to say before we, before we wrap this up no not really All right, so those are our leaders, and I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Remember, if you liked it, just leave a rating or review. It helps us out a lot. We're still growing. You know, we're a recent startup, and uh, thanks for listening, divers. Hope you have a good one. Happy
1: 4th of July. Peace. Happy Independence Day.